astrology friends i'm kate and i'm the other jen and we're two of the drunk, drunk mythology gals yeah! oh shit that was a little <laughs> too close for comfort yeah that that was wow Ugh. yeah I, I i quick go chew on the rye cracker <laughs> <laughs> i go grab a rye cracker to restabilize restabilize the universe right? the time space like, continuum <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's why mexico just had a huge earthquake <laughs> No, no, no offense, men, and I hope everyone is okay. I just saw that like pop up and on my Twitter, uh, like feed, like what's really? trending just There's now, a... and I was like, oh, well, that explains it. Oh dear, for yeah. like a an earthquake for real. Uh, uh, yeah, that's Ugh. what. Oh, yeah. I hate the. Oh, I know you out there on the West Coast. You feel those little random shakes and trembles and tremors oh, shit. all this the was time a big one. and i just that just even that just freaks me out i sleep through it it's, yeah i'm no no you, i honestly like i i mean every time i've <laughs> i think i've been awake for two earthquakes since we moved here but like they're they're wow. just so like mild yeah it's it's it honestly feels like a truck rumble. Okay, so I feel that where I live. I've shown you on the map how close yeah. my house is to an interstate and mm -hmm. like tractor trailers. You know, we, if there's an especially, S, did I say that right? Especially large tractor trailer, sure. we can yeah. feel it. And yeah. then even on the other side of the interstate, there's a quarry. And when they do blasting, mm -hmm. the house shakes. The whole house shakes. You hear this loud rumble and the whole house. You feel those. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, and then the, the trifecta. We we live on the uh, the, the flight path at the airport. Oh, like, yeah. The, and we're so close. It's like wave to the pilots as they're coming in for a <laughs> landing, you know. And so you looked um, better last week. You're a little yeah. low this time, buddy. <laughs> Yo, Mikey, you need a haircut. Um, yeah, it's but when the when the military, oh yeah, is vehicles the right word? Aircraft there when the military aircraft come through, whether it's one of their really loud jets or their really noisy helicopters, you know, whatever. If it's military. Mm -hmm. they they rattle the house a lot it, yeah you you're like i'll sit here and it's just like watching jurassic park my glass of water oh yeah it goes, the water will start god that moving. was the most terrifying scene like yes. to, oh my god. to that day like yeah you know what i don't i i'm sorry once i actually see <laughs> what's chasing me i'm like okay that's not great but at least i know what it is oh the imagination is so much worse oh, than reality god. Right? Like the Yeah. That yeah. is a classic horror moment and yeah, yeah everything. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. um so <laughs> the earthquakes we've been feeling lately, those if you even feel them, they're kind of just like a they're like a truck rumble. This one yeah. and I've learned to equate those with like anything three and under, like okay. on the Richter scale. This okay. was a seven point five <gasps> or seven point six. Shit. 
Oh, depending on what reading I'm looking at here. And yeah, Um, so far one person dead and it has uh, triggered a tsunami warning. Oh dear. So yeah, our, um, I hope, I hope uh, things are, you know, I hope there aren't too many more that are hurt and that things recover quickly, but yeah, this is not good. Yeah, we got to make sure we never get that close to saying our name. <laughs> right? Oh Again. my goodness. So anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> earthquakes and time space continuum issues aside, yes. I mean, maybe this is breaking the time space continuum because I finally am delivering on the back to school episode. <laughs> you know what? I just got an email today. Midterm grades will be posting in a couple weeks. <laughs> Yeah, but like you're on that quarterly thing. No, I'm not. Not anymore, but okay, fine. No, <laughs> I'm like halfway through the semester. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, but you know what? It's still September. It is. I'm just saying, it's still September. It is. It is and yeah. you know what? Yeah. Look, I, I was struggling because, you know, uh, <laughs> well, we had things come up and then also this is just a really big fucking topic. And I, I'll talk about that more in a second. So I had to chop it down big time. Oh, okay. And you, you know what we're going to talk about today? No. School supplies. <gasps> oh my Ancient God. School I love supplies. The precursor I... to office supplies. Oh. Oh my God, I love school supplies and office supplies and office supply stores. And yeah, oh. there are two things in this life can, that can actually, like, aside from walking into a bookstore with a $100 gift card that can just instantly lift my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's office supplies yeah. and a new lipstick. For some oh. reason, those two things, they're just like, okay. if I need a happy fix and I have to spend money to get it, <laughs> those two things can make me happy. Awesome. That's yeah. so cool. So we're I, talking about I'm all about supplies. pens. Pens do it for me. Colored pens. But yeah, mm. this is going to be fun. Yeah. We are going to talk about pens. So, um, but before we get started, <laughs> how about our sacrifices to Odin this week? <laughs> I was telling you I was telling you about this before you hit record. As I was moving my laptop to the room where I record, um my brain was like, "Oh, he, this would be the perfect sacrifice to Odin this week." 90 seconds later, I sit down and we start talking. I'm like, "Shit, what and was it? I can't." Only Monday, and this is the kind of week it's we're having only- already. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it was. And I'm still sitting here just like, what? think, like Winnie the Pooh. Think, think, think. I cannot yeah. remember what it was. And it was funny. Or at least, you know, I, well, I can say it was it was epic. I can say whatever I want because nobody can argue. <laughs> Even I can't that. argue. You, you can't you can't prove a negative. <laughs> right. Even I can't because I can't remember what it was. <laughs> So that's my uh, offering is that I can't remember shit. <laughs> I, you know, as long as Odin doesn't forget to l- take into account your offering, that's <laughs> good. Um, mine is, I am just, I I feel like, especially the past couple of weeks, I have been trying to um, play catch up on a lot of things, but, 
you know, I'm focused on the things, but the things are all like squirrels on LSD giving me the finger and laughing at my attempts to herd them like cats. You know, (gasps) they're just like, haha, you think you're going to get out in front of me and get me done? No, bitch. Oh my God. Yes. I should have just ditto that. That's what I should have done. Just say ditto to that because yeah. Yeah. It is. That's yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I could get these things done, but like, yeah. Everything keeps it, it. It's like whack-a-mole with financial yeah. consequences. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and everything is screaming uh, on fire oh. and urgent. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so that's <laughs> yeah. my offering. Yeah. So, what are you drinking to combat this? <laughs> well, I have been saving this particular bottle of what I'm about to drink for this episode for a little, un, just under a week. So last week, okay. Eric took me for a lunch date, which was really sweet. Aww. And we went to, so we live by uh, Long Beach Airport and right. um, there's an old hangar there that they converted into a really cool food court. Okay. So it has like... A, you know, it has, you want Turkish food, you want Korean food, you want a uh, poke bowl, you want barbecue, you, whatever mm. it is, like they have it. So we, yeah. it, and it's called the LBX hangar. So we went to the LBX hangar and they have a um, beer bar that doesn't serve food. It just serves beer. So basically you can go and get your food and then sit at the bar countertop and have a beer and they will literally find ways to pair the beers with whatever you're eating. <gasps> that is so cool. It's really cool. And I love the guys there. Um, Ryan was uh, talking with us and he works at Bottle Craft. And that's Hi, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Ryan uh, at Bottle Craft at LBX and um, bless his heart. For saving me from some life-altering wasabi. Oh my god! He he noticed I was like choking on it, and he like <laughs> slid a little taster glass of some honey mead over, and he's like, "This will help." And oh my oh god, my. it did. Oh my god, how awesome! Right? So Ryan, you saved a life. Yes. <laughs> Thank he you, also, Ryan. <laughs> he also suggested what I'm drinking today, which oh. is a. Um, do you say it lychee or lychee? I don't know. I I want to say lychee, but it That's could be lychee. How, yeah, I want to say lychee as well, but I, yeah. I honestly don't know what the correct or preferred pronunciation is. Yeah. So, but it's a mead and okay. it's from Honest Abe Brewing here in Los Angeles. So cool. yeah, shout out to Honest Abe and Ryan and Bottlecraft for keeping the drunk in the drunk apology <laughs> gals. Oh, and here we go. It's the opening. Oh, you're going to. Oh, wow. Did that sound refreshing or what? <laughs> That's yep. There you go. That would be the DS, the uh, drunk mythology gals ASMR moment. <laughs> Violet is all about those things. Oh she my loves... God, it's so good. Is it? Awesome. Oh shit. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. And I'm sure chicken would go lovely with this, but like, oh my God, this is really good. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so my drink... Let, let me refer you back to my offering to Odin. <laughs> I forgot to get, I forgot to get my vodka twice. 
<laughs> I kept saying, okay, I'm going to go get the vodka now. Your goddamn vodka, because you're going to need it for this episode. Am I? You are. Let's pause. Hang on. Okay. Okay, so my drink is, today we have the North Carolina Method and Standard Vodka. Hi, Method and, and Standard. We love you. If you'd like to sponsor us. Yes. And I I put a little something extra in it. I've had a little bit of a, well, a little bit. I've had a big, fat, sweet tooth lately. Like, downing entire bags of candy corn without blinking and it's like what the hell who ate the bag of candy corn oh that was me um <laughs> your hand raises by itself <laughs> yeah really? Like, really was that you um yeah so i have these little flavor drops mm -hmm. that i bought online mm. and so i put a couple drops of chocolate fudge brownie flavor <laughs> Oh, really? And how is that working for you? Oh, it's so good. Chocolate vodka? Yeah. Okay. It's it's so yummy. Now you make me want to make my Eclair au Café. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to do that, but you know what? I don't have time because the squirrels are now like looking at me over their shoulder and like playing oh, yeah. with matches. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't take notes for the disclaimer. Oh, again. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> okay, do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, squirrels, um, whatever else did we talk about? Long Beach hanger bottle craft wasabi honeymead. <laughs> now that is a combination I will not drink wasabi honeymead. I'm just yeah. saying. I know better than that. So yeah. Yeah. Let's Just, get started. Yep. A long time ago when the world was young and pretty surprisingly educated. So usually I'm not quite so clumsy when it comes to picking a subject because I long ago learned the pain of not knowing how to narrow shit down. Okay. And by pain, I mean any grade less than an A minus because... That's how I am. Um, and once I learned the formula to writing a paper, I mm -hmm. figured it the fuck out and never got less than an A minus, no matter what the topic. <gasps> it, it Because as oh. long as you can make a logical argument and build it step A, B, C, D, according to like my little paper formula. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. And you get an A. <gasps> you are going to be doing my homework next semester when I have to take a communications are you class. You are the worst Ravenclaw ever because you just announced that to the world. <laughs> because you know what? At this point in my life, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, don't, I do I'll not give a shit about communications 105. I no. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I, I hear you. But, you know, if anybody does want an episode on that, either for their kids or to figure out why all these kids are turning up with A minus grade papers, let me know. I gotcha. I can do that for you. So anyway, yeah. unfortunately, when I said back to school, I really sucker punched myself with this topic because it just was too big to start with. And I kept trying to find a way to narrow it down. And I'm like, ah, oh, but I have to draw this relationship and that, the point and all the dots. And then I was like, you know what? I'm coming in with a cement truck and I'm going to ruthlessly fill all the rabbit holes with concrete. <laughs> Did you have a serial killer board going? 
you should just at some point look at the number of links at the bottom of the script. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, now, no rabbits were harmed because they were already off chasing down other holes. <laughs> so that's why we're talking school supplies, because I was like, you know what? What is the smallest thing I can think of to deal with? And there you go. Because even though there were some variations in classroom, quote unquote, technology, mm-hmm. and, you know, technology doesn't mean just shit you plug in. Right. Um over time and depending on the cultural context and resources, like literally natural resources, you know, for a couple thousand years, you pretty much had the same basic things. So, um, and, and that's true if you were learning in a Sumerian scribe school or in a Greek gymnasium or in the back room of a store, which, uh, Roman common, like commoner boys did in Rome or in your house, which aristocratic boys and occasionally girls would do. Okay. You basically always needed something to learn how to write with. And, uh, you know, eventually you would need things to read like scrolls and stuff like that. And, you know, I think you know, I didn't talk as much about like what you would need for mathematics because they did teach adding and subtraction and they used an abacus, Yes, but that's like a whole other history. Yes. And we should do a whole episode on the abacus and I will teach you how to use an abacus. If you can, okay, this is going to be a video episode because if you can teach me how to use an abacus. Oh yeah. I will, I will give you the biggest goddamn gold star I can find. Yes. We're on. Yes. Okay. We're okay. going to do that. You, you heard it here, people. If she can teach me to use an abacus, i.e. do goddamn math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, writing it down. Oh, great. Now you're acting like a good Ravenclaw. <laughs> so anyway, but... It turns out that the most basic tool that you needed in the ancient world was literally your brain. Oh. And I know that's a want want moment. Yeah, that's so anticlimactic. But you know what? It's true because memorization was big. And I mean big. Like, remember how in the Fuck the Romans uh, part two, how we talked about the guide, to Pausanias's guide to Greece? And how much oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would have to read it and reread it and kind of memorize it before you set sail on national Roman Poons European vacation because it's hard to lug a 10-volume set of books on a boat. Oh, right. So memorization was a big thing. Like, yes, there was the written word and scrolls and copies and you could buy copies of, you know, things, but you still needed... Um, you needed to do a lot of brain work. And so, you know, when we think of memorization, we think of what is referred to in educational circles as drill and kill. It's the unfun and potentially humiliated method, humiliating method of repeat, 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 and heckle if you fail. Yeah. No shit. Really? I had a slow moving incoming mosquito 
Oh my God. And and it was literally hovering in front of my face and I tried to catch it and I... I heard the clap. Yeah, I apparently have the reflexes reflexes <laughs> of a sloth. <laughs> it's like, come at me, bitch. And I'm like, I'm coming. <laughs> and I miss it. So anyway. So you oh have drill and kill, although, you know, it wasn't the whole way of doing it. Although there was a fair amount of that you know yeah like it was always going to be there since the first time the first kid sat down in front of the first adult who determined it was time for little uggy to learn how to properly paint a cow on a cave wall oh lovely now even the ancients and i'm talking mostly mediterranean cultures because that's where i focused and i really don't know enough about the others to feel sure. comfortable even skimming the topic. Sure. Um, they realize that some people are born with good memories and some people need tricks to help them along the way. Oh, wow. Again, it's not aliens. It's, it's not literally aliens. people noticing, huh, you know, he has no problem remembering <laughs> that, but he can't remember shit. <laughs> right. And so <sighs> that's where the Ars, Ars Memorativa come in. And that is Latin literally for the art of memory. Wow. Right? Okay, that's very cool. Right? And they had techniques, multiple techniques. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, most of those shared a common base of some sort of association or chaining together of ideas. Okay. And, you know, I again, another cement-filled rabbit hole is how that actually works with our brains. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, some techniques were very visual, like they would have you imagine a picture and each object in the picture or point in a geometric design would be a point that would help you remember one thing that leads to the next thing to the next thing. Um, Fascinating. Some techniques uh, depended on creating links within spatial relations, like literally... Well, so this is, again, a dissertation waiting to be written. So in le instead, let me share two examples. Okay. The first is the video game. So whatever game you play, like you play a level and you're trying to get past the first boss and you die three moves in. Okay. Oh, every time. Yep. And you just keep playing over and over and over until you finally figure out how to get past the first boss. Or you but call your, your daughter, Violet. Violet, come help your mother get past this Lego boss. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, eventually, yeah. as you move through the level, yeah. you, you learn to anticipate the moves, bosses, and resources as, you know, as you pass each visual marker in the ah, game. Ah, right. You know, you... You pick run, up on the patterns. Yeah, you run down the hallway and you know at the end of the hallway there's going to be XYZ gem to give you XYZ boost. <clears throat> right. Right? And so you learn to remember that and count on that and it's automatic and unconscious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is similar to... Yes, Pod Dog, I know, just a second. <laughs> this is similar to one of the main techniques the ancients would use, a Again, associating facts or phrases or verses with a mind's eye architecture. And Interesting. What okay. in later days we would call a mind palace. And like if you ever watched 
Sherlock on the BBC. Um, he would talk about his mind palace, you know. Oh, this how- sounds familiar. Yeah. So it's it's actually, I first heard of it when I was like, I think I might have been 11 or 12 and watching some weird PBS thing because we didn't have cable. And this guy was describing how medieval merchants would remember their inventory and they would literally set it up in a house inside their head. (gasps) And each room would have this many of this thing and this many of this thing. Damn. Right. So it's a mind's eye architecture. Now, the second example is a nod to a guy who actually lived and his name was Simonides. And personally, I like this guy. He gives me the, I was the original first podcaster looking for Patreon subscriber (laughs) vibes. He was a poet, among other things, who was paid to go to dinner parties and recite epic poetry. But then he'd also compose little flattering and probably pretty terrible odes to his hosts and guests. (gasps) Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, also, if you ever want the drunk mythology gals to uh, show up at a conference or a dinner party, and oh, we are so there. Yeah, we we will do that, and uh, we will even create myths about you and your guests. So, oh, that would be fun, right? Yeah, if you ever want us to do that, let us know. We'll we'll come up with a myth for y'all. Anyway, one night, did you just say y'all? I did because sometimes you know I grew up in Indiana. I can do that. I know. I know. So. <laughs> Plus, I'm drinking beer. It brings out. I have like zero cracker hick, okay? <laughs> Eric Eric is from North Carolina, and he teases me that, like, yes. you know, I'm brown, but I'm like the whitest brown girl you'll ever see. And then sometimes I like just break out with y'all. So anyway, oh boy, what a day. It's a Monday. It's, oh, it's such a Monday. Yeah. So anyway, back to Simonides. Mm-hmm. One night, his host was basically trying to play him and cheat him of his fee. So Aww. he told Simonides, uh, hey, look, uh, two guys came to the door of the house. They're looking for you. You should go see what they want. Well, he uh, steps outside uh, uh. the door and don't do don't, it. Don't, don't do, the, do thing. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the door slams behind him, locking him out. Oh, <laughs> like, bitch. Uh, also, how stupid is the host? Because Simonides could just come back the next day. Just say. Right? <laughs> anyway, as it so happens, okay. the great dining hall where everyone has been partying then collapses. <gasps> and oh. it's terrible as everyone is so mutilated they can't be identified except by Simonides. Oh, damn. Because... He had to use spatial and linking memory tricks to remember where each guest sat in order for his little <gasps> impromptu poem. Oh, fuck. It's Damn like it. a living or dead acrostic. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh. Damn. And this is like, a. how do we know this is a true story? Do we know this is a true story? I, there, there's a embellished somewhere story. I, yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things that might have had, uh, you know, the actual seed of truth. Yeah. Uh, he, personally, I think um, he realized he okay. was being cheated, looked out and hired two guys to torch the place. Okay. Yeah. 
But, uh, I mean, we never hear him getting bilked out of another night's pay for play poetry slam, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's the first uh, school supply, memory. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I am am not going to talk about... Oh! Really? Really? What? I almost got the goddamn mosquito again. And I'm being tormented. I'm literally like I can feel it like slow mo buzzing into me and like biting me. God damn it! But yeah, oh my God. although I will say there is something for actually just knowing your multiplication tables as oh, opposed yeah. to new math. I, don't get me started about new math because I nope, I'm not even good we're not with going the old there. Math, like yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the next school supply you had was the clay tablet. Oh, and nice. I mean, all you needed was clumpy dirt, water, and a twig. Yeah. Um, but generally, I mean, there was a pretty good supply of decent clay on hand because pottery, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And, you know, the tablets were usually semi-soft, so you could actually inscribe in them. And the teacher would write the word on phrase or phrase on one side, and the student would practice it multiple times on the other. Oh. Yeah. That's so, so simple. Yeah. Very, Perfect. very simple. And, you know, eco-friendly because you could reuse it. I mean, literally oh. rinse and repeat. So, <gasps> Oh, you, wow. Like an Etch-a-Sketch, but it was like literally that- the ancient Etch-a-Sketch. They would this soak the tablet. This was the first Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> I know what's <laughs> coming and it's just getting worse by the moment. So, Oh, yes. Y- <laughs> you could soak the tablet in water and then smooth it over and then okay. let it dry a little bit so it was like, you know, still yeah. pli- pliant, but it was smooth. So right. easy peasy, right? So or the for- first dry erase board. But this would be the wet erase board. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the timestamp on that one? <laughs> so for the stylus, yes. they usually used river reeds because you know okay. they were soft enough they were they were stiff enough to withstand constant contact with damp surfaces because hey they came from okay. a river oh okay <laughs> you know yeah and also when they were you know dried out it, it was pretty easy to whittle and sharpen them okay you know and now, it, it could be done I, quickly when i think of, when i hear river reed i immediately go back to middle school band class and the clarinets, yep. they all had reeds. And I feel like those reeds were some sort of woody type yep. material. I was a flute player, so I, don't I didn't know. Same here, really? Oh, how did we never discuss this before? Oh, we will be discussing. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Shit. Anyway, yeah. So um, um, I don't know if they yeah. were still made of river reeds. I think they right. were probably made of like balsa or something by that point, but right. But it is it was very sturdy, it's a similar. Yeah, you know, it could withstand all the spit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, if you scroll down, there is a picture that I found on this lovely little blog post about inks oh. and reeds, and yeah, they These look are, like pencils. Yeah, they oh and they were God. very absorbent. So when, um you dipped them in ink they absorbed because again go back to the clarinet 
theory. Right. You know, it the reed has to be wet enough to play. Right. So, you know, these would absorb and hold a decent amount of ink. Oh, if you were using them for ink, because eventually they did. Um, yeah. And uh, ink was basically made from like ash and coal. And oh, okay. yeah, they would mix it with a little bit of water and then like tree gum to keep it from kind of clumping. So it would have that sort of wibbly wobbly kind of almost mercury-esque like you know actual good ink kind of has a thicker consistency than water okay yeah so you know making ancient ink was not hard although interestingly lately they have found evidence of um metallic ink technology and metallic (gasps) ink technology is on a whole other level again not aliens just evolution right Wow. Anyway, these tablets, because they were easy and cheap and Mm -hmm. everywhere, and, you know, sometimes they got reused, sometimes they got thrown away, sometimes they got broken and tossed in the heap, which is where we find them thousands of years later. They could record, you know, some funny stuff, off-color stuff, receipts, stories, things like this. Right. But also some nothing is new stuff like this day in the life of a student scribe. Oh, so basically a young student scribe, and this is written in cuneiform on a tablet from ancient Samaria, which is ancient Iran and Iraq, the Mesopotamian Sumerian, the Indus River Valley. So we're talking Gilgamesh era. So Mm -hmm. um, a young student scribe is repeatedly whipped by his teacher because he's apparently a dumbass and can't memorize his lessons. And he's also the class clown. But the boy isn't entirely stupid. He has his parents invite the headmaster over for dinner, and it's a good dinner with good food, good, i.e. lots of wine, and some party favor gifts. Okay. Now get ready to put your shock face on. Okay. By the end of the dinner, the headmaster is now praising the boy to the goddess of writing and predicting that he will become the number one student at the school. What? Fucking PTA politics. Nothing is new. Oh, Nothing is fucking God. new. Oh my God. Oh, I, oh. I'm not going to say I hate PTA because for the no, most part, but... PTA does some good stuff and they support the school. Yeah, and they, yeah they do. But I hate the politics that, yep. are, that are ingrained in PTA. <sighs> So there you go. And I have a picture of the actual um, Sumerian school days tablet. Wow. This is like a carving. Mm -hmm. This I'm this is not what I expected. But if you keep looking at it, you can actually see some patterns repeating. Okay. Yeah. I'm zooming in. You know, so if you look at the very far left, there's like in the middle of it, there's almost a diamond shape with a couple lines through the center of it. Okay. And then sort of go diagonally towards five o'clock. You'll see that diamond shape again. (gasps) Oh. And then if you go directly up, you'll see that diamond shape again. Mm Hmm. Congratulations. You cannot read uh, ancient cuneiform, but you're close. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, you, you know where, what I'm going to say. 
I like that this is very grid-like. It's not a perfect grid. Well, it's also been reconstructed, so... Yeah, it has very distinct uh, uh, sections. Mm, It's organized. But it's... Yeah, it's organized. (laughs) There are blocks of of information, Mm -hmm. and it's... It's almost like a spreadsheet, Kate. <laughs> so speaking of spreadsheets, <gasps> the clay tablet was definitely a thing for a couple thousand years. And I do mean a couple thousand years. Okay. And we're talking a couple thousand years, even before the last thousand years before Christ. I'm, I'm, my brain is trying to follow so, that. Like think wow. about okay. like from 6,000 to about 1,000 BCE. Wow. Yeah. So they were they okay. they were getting on with their grocery lists and their PTA politics for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But you know, eventually you also had ostraca or clay pot shards uh mm-hmm. that got thrown into the mix. And again, these were for practice, um, in addition to shopping lists, receipts, attendance records, spreadsheets. Right. But, you know, it was a good way to practice using ink on something that was inexpensive and could be reused. Uh, Okay. Because, you know, until, you know, the practice of papyrus, making papyrus paper basically came about, yeah, you had to use animal hides. And oh, got it. That's yeah. a lot more effort and a lot less yield for, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> again, this was, you know, it, it's probably not too different f- across ancient cultures if we're going to look around the world, because again, you know, there is a certain level of technology and evolution. And I sure. think. You know, we don't hear of the ancient Chinese coming out with the typewriter in like 800 BCE. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I think they, you know, I don't know if they were using papyrus. I want to say it was something that was rice fiber based. But again, oh, okay. You know, that's why I don't want to go too far into it. But again, we're probably talking, you could find the pot shard uh, practice and clay tablet stuff if you go far back in almost any ancient culture. And I, but, I will say yeah. that. Bet. Yeah, that seems logical. Yeah. So, but let's get to papyrus because, oh my gosh, there's yeah. a whole field called papyrology that I've talked about before. And that yes. deals with not just deciphering and dating papyri, um, but the production techniques and, you know, preservation and all of that. Again, cement-filled rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> um. But basically, you harvest papyrus, you cut it into strips, soak it, weave it. Remember, like when you were a kid Mm -hmm. and you would like weave blades of grass together? Oh, yeah. Yep. So you would weave it and then pound it Mm. so that the fiber breaks down and kind of mushes into each other and then let it dry. Got it. So maybe a little time consuming, but it's excellent therapy. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, you didn't see a lot of scribes going scribal right (laughs) (laughs) you know um so papyrus is also pretty a practically endless renewable resource and you know it grew for free it grew everywhere 
um, the ancient Mediterranean climate was pretty good for it. Um, Okay. And I mean, once, you know, papyrus really was perfected as a writing uh, uh, medium, you know, it, it had a world changing impact on the spread of the written word, making it faster, cheaper, and go further than ever before. I mean, you know, try putting Pausanias's 10 volumes about Greece on clay tablets and distributing a hundred copies to each major city that you're trying to publish in. Right. Oh my God. Yes. And then, okay. That makes so much sense. You would just have these really super long scrolls. Wow. Yep. So as a student's skill progressed, they would graduate to writing and practicing on papyri. Ah. But hold up. The reed pen we were talking about also evolved. Oh, okay. Um, well, not so much as evolved as got told thanks, but writing is for the birds, literally. Mm. Because the quill started to uh. make a big move onto the market in the 6th-ish century BCE. Ah, okay. And maybe because writing on papyri didn't need such a stiff instrument as like what you would need to carve into clay. Okay. Um, but also you lose a reed stylus. Sure, it's easy enough to go buy another one, but you lose a quill, you just go sneak up on a goose and yank and then run. <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, like, because it, uh, like I would then ask, okay, when did they start domesticating chicken or not domesticating farming when did they start tens of thousands of years before okay so they've had the birds and the feathers around for a while it's just somebody decided to try this out papyrus you know kind of started rising up and it's like oh you know i put another hole in the papyrus with the reed right (laughs) but the reed stylus wasn't quite done yet because while clay may have eventually retired as a teaching material of choice the romans were like we still want to erase shit. Oh, of course. <laughs> so they invented wax, as in the wax tablet. Oh. And they even made it fold like a goddamn laptop. Are you serious? And I hate it when the Romans actually do something clever. So yeah, here's an example from pottery. Oh my God. The do- It's, oh shit. This is... We see this pottery all the time where it's this black background with the it's orangish the yep. orangish red images. The dude is holding a fucking laptop in his hand. Who it's knows? A- it could be a goddamn iPad with a stylus. An Apple pencil. Like nothing is new. He's got a MacBook and an Apple pencil in his hand right there on how old is this pottery? Allegedly. I'm doing air 2, quotes. 2,000 years-ish? <laughs> uh-huh, you ever take a sure. couple hundred? <laughs> yeah. Maybe 2,000 hours old. This is Apple's new marketing campaign right? we're looking at like, right here. It's even got like the duochrome cool like. <laughs> <laughs> also, I really hate it when the Romans do something clever. Yes. <laughs> but uh... basically, this wax... Uh, booklet and you know usually it was just two uh, wax faces set into a wood frame Um, but I've seen cases where it could be like three or four almost like a notebook oh damn and again it's I hate saying this about the Romans but it was decent technology because it was cheap 
portable, good for quick notes. And yeah. several examples of this have been found preserved in bogs and other damp-ish conditions that would actually also preserve some of the like residue of the wax. Ah, okay. Yeah, because it's not all about being hot and dry or cold and dry. Like you're, you need, there's something about the pH and like the temperature and, you know, the water composition in humidity. Places. Yeah. That yeah. will preserve certain things better than others. But like sure. they found these tabul tablets around Hadrian's wall. I need a reminder where England. that is. Oh, okay. Got it. And it was obviously, it was being used to practice writing Secundinus Kakor and drawing the dick to get it just right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see this guy was oh. either worked to death or his tablet was the equivalent of his swing line stapler because this is his goddamn funeral monument. What? Oh, shit. Holy crap. The, oh, my God. He. Oh, his funeral. This is this you is say monument. His, this is like his gravestone. This is his grave marker. Yes. His grave marker shows him working. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He is new. <laughs> Fuck the Romans. <laughs> he's, he's holding one of these multi-page tablets. Right. And his Apple Pencil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah. he looks very happy about it. Um. Okay. He, he looks kind of neutral. <laughs> he's like, I'm smiling because I have to. This is my corporate ID picture. Oh, yeah. I don't have any pictures, other pictures of me. Just put that on my funeral monument. <laughs> this is my picture for the website. Right? <laughs> I got another mosquito bite. God damn it. <laughs> you want to go back and change your offering up to Odin? <laughs> At this point, if I do that, it's just going to get worse. This is true. This is so, true. <laughs> this is an, uh, this next picture is a recreation of a tablet with an actual stylus. Okay. I need to zoom this picture in. This is interesting. This is, it looks like a little wooden frame with mm -hmm. melted wax into it and mm -hmm. like they they poured wax and let it set and then yep. you have a pointy stick that looks a whole lot like a pencil and i'm not sure what's on the other end it looks like a wedge perhaps like mm -hmm. a squeegee concept where they're going to smooth the wax back out maybe mm -hmm. is that the Possibly. original eraser <laughs> yeah so um the stylus has that pointing in for writing and the spatula end is for smoothing over and erasing Damn. as in so the tablet was called yeah. tabula and rasa is the ori origin of erase so tabula rasa wow bringing it full circle and also i love it and did i mention that bandit ate a spatula this week oh my god <laughs> He's fine now. <laughs> Did you find that? I know yeah, you told yeah. us the spatula piece went missing. Did you find it or did we, he? We did find it. Yes. Okay. So it, it, wait, wait. The did fucking he... end. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. 
We'll, we'll do. Oh my god, yeah. we need Gilly, and and then we're gonna do questions. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now return to the Drunk Mythology Gals for part two: questions and shit. Bandit yeah. ate the spatula. He has recovered. I also noticed that Meadow may have partaken in a small amount of spatula eating. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's been a fun week at our house. <laughs> Oh, and I'm sure Pod Dog would have eaten some of it if he had teeth. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Uh, so oh. anyway, okay. Well, yeah, ancient school supplies complete with the trapper keeper. <laughs> oh, this is you know what? Okay, I I lo- I said this at the beginning. I absolutely love school supplies. I love the new school year, and I remember being a kid and you go to meet the teacher night and you pick up your list of what you're going to need for that Mm -hmm. year. And then your parents take you over to the Kmart and then you buy, you go and down the list and the 64 colors. Yes. And so you go shopping for the Trapper Keeper with Elisa Frank Rainbow blasting through puffy clouds and ending in a pile of hearts of every color. Oh God, I remember that Trapper Keeper. Then you have the sheets of scratch and sniff stickers that you're going to add to your Trapper Keeper as well as trade with your friends, you know? We didn't do the trading so much. Like that was more like we got the stickers from our teacher oh how lame we were out buying our own damn stickers in whatever we wanted and trading like trading cards because then we also had sticker books where you would collect you know kind of like an autograph book but these were sticker books and you'd put the stickers inside and you'd try to collect as many as you could and who the hell ever thought a scratch and sniff sticker that smelled like gasoline was a good idea but oh that one was Okay, we didn't have like the the scratch and sniff like we didn't have the sticker books that I remember. But do you remember the scented pencils? Oh yes, the chocolate and the bubblegum pencils. Oh my god! Well, I remember strawberry. Strawberry Strawberry was the best. Like bubblegum was decent and accurate. Chocolate was just like weird, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the fresh pack of loose leaf notebook paper, it just oh, peeling that plastic yeah. wrapper off. And if you were lucky, the good brand was on sale. And oh, yeah. the you know the ones that have the dark and crisp blue and red lines, Question. not not the ones where the f- that were faded and had places yeah. where it looked like the printer was running out of ink. Okay, that's so that's what I usually question. ended up with. Yeah. Did you have a moment where you went from regular ruled to college ruled? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like wide ruled to college ruled? Yeah, that yes. happens somewhere somewhere in the transition, probably from elementary to middle school, I yeah. think. Yeah, I started, I think I had, I think it was just, a, it was a mix. And then starting in high school, I was like taking so many notes. I was like, I need the, I need the smaller space. Right. I remember high school the only thing you bought was college ruled. That's just, yeah, that was all you brought. Um, Unless it was like the hardbound composition book for like lab. I never had to have composition books in high school. I I had to have it for like chemistry, I think. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't take chemistry in high school. I, did I tell you I have to take chemistry for college now? I have to, you mentioned that virtual. I have to do a chemistry class. It's going to be fun. I'm going to love it. I'm going to nerd out on it. Anyway, 
Yeah. Oh boy. So, <laughs> now oh, wait, as we'll, we'll do the formula for ancient ink. How about that? I love it. Now right. as a parent, you know, I've, I have the oldest, she's in college. She's mm -hmm. whatever the hell school supplies she needs. She's buying. Although right. I don't think she buys anything. She just, everything's online now for her. Mm -hmm. Violet, she's now in high school. Everything is college ruled. We have a huge stack of wide ruled loose leaf paper. Oh boy. <laughs> Where does it end up? This is what I take my notes on here while we're doing our podcast oh, there recording. You go. There you go. <laughs> because I can't throw it away. It's... Right. Obviously. <laughs> yep. Oh, and then you have the, like you said, the brand new pencils. And I would, tell me if you would do this. You get like a box of pencils, a pack mm -hmm. of like six pencils. Did you sharpen all your pencils before the first day or did you just sharpen one or wait until you needed it? Um, I, I would, I think I would wait to sharpen and then I would lose one and sharpen another one and then find the other one that I lost. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of the semester, I would have like, you know, all six of my pencils would be roughly the same amount of usage, <laughs> like halfway <laughs> down, halfway down on the eraser. Yeah. Oh, I would only sharpen one. Mm -hmm. And I would use, and then as I would, similar would you to you, use it as, down to the nub. Oh yeah! Oh my god! If if I got that far, yeah, um, I might you know take one home and have to sharpen another one back at school. But I, this is so bad. Okay, I still have a pencil, an unsharpened pencil that I got in elementary school in about second, maybe third grade. Wow. I still have it because we had a school store. Oh, where we you did could, too. Did you? You it could go in like and- It was this little window thing. Yes! yes. Oh my God. It was like a closet with a window. Yes. And it was run by like uh, the creepy person on the staff. It's like, why? Yeah. Or, or we had, yeah, we had either the creepy staff person or sometimes there were older students running it. And mm -hmm. I think in that case, it was the students practicing math and mm -hmm. making change and, you know, adding and subtracting. Um, and I went in and I bought a pencil. It was on my birthday and the pencil says happy birthday on it. Oh, my God. And I still have that pencil today. I went to the dollar store the other day to buy um some pencils because I actually realized we needed it because we're we're sketching out some like renovation stuff for the backyard and we needed a pencil. Okay. And um, I was looking for the regular like cheapo wood number two pencils. Yeah. They don't sell those anymore. No, no they don't. They're I was all like crappy mechanical pencils where the lead breaks. like the weird plastic like <laughs> you know, no more wood, but it looks like a yellow number two. I'm like, bitch, you are not a yellow number two. Right. Right. Yeah. But did you have yeah. like the little, um, yellow cardboard school supply box? Yes. Yes. The, the pay is like paperboard of some sort. Yeah. And, and it had care bears on it. Oh, <laughs> mine had, um, mine, I think just had like a school, but like a weird Dick and Jane school bus scene. Okay, Different I remember a school man. bus. 
different yeah, merchandise, yeah. man. Yeah. I didn't like the Care Bears yeah. for some reason. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you I was one-sided all about- personality. <laughs> <laughs> I was all about Cheer Bear because it had a rainbow. That's, you know, of course. And that that's so me. And um, do yeah. you remember when the Eraser-Mate pens first came out? Yes. I thought those were the best things ever. I loved we, we were like the pens. We were like the very first iPhone. We were like, we would have right? camped out for weeks. You know, this ooh, was there's game-changing technology because you didn't have to yes. be like a dorky elementary school kid using a pencil because you made mistakes and had to erase you could be a grown-up student using a pen and still erase bitch yes yeah it was an elite yeah there there was something about i have arrived grown up yes yeah yeah and i had teachers who said no pen you must do this in pencil. It's like, screw you. I'm like, watch me erase this. I, I, I would probably be the student with like the like deadpan face, like, you know, just holding up my pen and erasing like the one little thing while she's like, you have to do it in pencil. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have a lunchbox? I had, well, <laughs> um, I I have a lunchbox story. So you tell your lunchbox and I'll Oh, then... my lunchbox story isn't very big of a deal. It was plastic and yellow. There was the metal lunchbox. Yep. I don't I remember having a metal lunchbox, but I don't remember what was on it. I do remember my brother had a Hot Wheels metal lunchbox. Mm-hmm. But the lunchbox I remember having was plastic and it was yellow. Mork and Mindy. So my lunchbox story, thank God I was a minor because it probably would have been a felony assault charge. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I had a metal lunchbox. Okay. Strawberry shortcake. <gasps> and I <clears throat> carried that thing up until I guess it was fourth grade. I might have had strawberry shortcake. Maybe. And and in fourth grade, there, I had a very- Oh my God, I know where this is going. Yeah, I had a very, very bad year in fourth grade. Everybody, like, for some reason, it was pile on me year. Oh. And people were teasing me and tormenting me, especially this one kid named Chris. And mm. I fucking hated him because he was, he was like, not just verbally abusive. He was physically abusive. Yep. Like, pushing, pulling my hair, tripping me, punching me. Yep. And, you know, my teacher um, was a break room alcoholic. Oh. And that's not, that. that is like multiple people revealed that to me when I got older. I was like, oh, well, that explains a lot of shit. Yeah. So we're standing in line getting ready for the bus and it's been a bad day. And Chris, um, like, uh, pokes me really hard in my shoulder and Ugh. I have just fucking had it. Yep. So I... I've been there. I mm-hmm. start my turn and my right arm is gaining momentum with the lunchbox clutched in my fist. Yep. And I wail him across the face with it. Good for you. And I think I broke his nose. 
awesome. at the very least, there was blood everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And you, you, like two point Slytherin fr- is just loving this. Uh, and and this is the most Slytherin ending that was probably the worst thing that could happen for my moral development. Yeah. So the teacher said, tomorrow you're going to go to the principal. And I didn't tell my parents. Nobody called uh. my parents. Nobody said a thing. And I w- I just, I had a horrible night because I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to go to the principal, uh, you know, uh, and then they're going to find out and then I'm going to get like the PowerPoint right. <laughs> of how to correct my behavior. And um, uh, she was yeah. drunk and forgot. <gasps> so you didn't get in trouble? Nope. Oh, damn. Okay, so my similar story, I was bullied and picked on mm-hmm. in in my neighborhood. I feel like I may have told this story on, maybe I told this on a Patreon recording. When we first moved to the neighborhood we lived in, in Ohio, I was about three, mm-hmm. may, maybe four years old. And my mom tells the story. I have zero memory of this, but my mom tells the story or used to tell the story. She's got dementia now and wouldn't remember. Um, she used to tell the story of shortly after we moved there, she came to the front door to, to look outside and check on me because I was playing in the front yard back in the days when you let your four-year-old do that because right? that was that was safe <laughs> back then. Well, uh, you know, relatively. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't have the concerns you have today. Anyway, my mom looks outside. I'm standing in the driveway and the rest of the kids in the neighborhood are, they've made a circle around me and are throwing rocks at me. What? I mean, like, this is Handmaid's Tale stoning to death shit. Like, I was I was being stoned in my own driveway at about like, what four did years do, old. Sleep with their boyfriend at four years old? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I was the new kid. And it was like that until... We left to the day we moved away from from there. I wow. and I was in what I was in fifth grade when we moved away, and yeah, I I went through that kind of torment constant the whole time we lived there. I was constantly bullied yeah. and picked on for for no real apparent reason that you know anyone could point to, other than you know maybe because I didn't have the brand name clothing. Um, who knows? Same, Whatever. Same with that. But also, yeah. I think we both might have been showing early signs of nerdism. Perhaps. Like, Perhaps. Oh, oh, I want to learn something. I'm curious. I know things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a few friends, but they it was a very, very, very short list. And yeah. they <clears throat> wouldn't hesitate to turn on me to save their own hide. Well, you know, and uh, unfortunately, at the bottom of the you know, social Darwin Petri dish. Yeah. You know, bacteria is going to do what bacteria is going to do. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's nothing personal. It's like, we're all in a sucky situation and got to survive. Yeah. But kids are, kids are shit. Kids are cruel. Yeah. But, so I um, had this moment on the bus on the way mm-hmm. home one day that this one girl and I, we were assigned seats together and we would take turns who got to sit next to the window and who got to sit next to the aisle. Mm-hmm. And every day we would alternate. And I was out sick one day. And so we come back the next day and my thought is 
I didn't get my turn to sit by the window. And so to, oh. I get to sit by the window today. She shoved me into the seat and I hit the window. <gasps> my head hit the window and I lost it. The bus driver had to pull me off of her because I was literally beating the shit out of her repeatedly, like you see in the movies with the kid pummeling left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, repeatedly. I, I knew that was, was the reason I felt like you were my soulmate. I was beating the shit out of this girl and I got kicked off the bus for the rest of the week. That was the, you know, the worst of it. Um, that's all that happened. Um, but yeah, I was in, and what did I say? We left there in fifth grade. This probably happened in third grade. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you had a while to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe fourth grade. I also ran a gang in second grade. Oh my God. (laughs) We used to go around and, and uh, I don't know why or how, or how, what even was the theory behind our victimology, but like we would go around (laughs) knocking kids over Oh my God. And one day one of the kids like squealed and Uh it was story time and I'm sitting there in my nice little dress and the teacher calls my name and I get called over to the corner of the classroom where there are this group of little boys and me and they've all fingered me as the gang leader, which of course I was. Right. But, but I gang on, members, you're not supposed to rat out your fellow gang members, right? <laughs> Little bitches. Um, <laughs> first rule of Fight Club we right? don't talk about Fight Club, <laughs> right? God. Fucking little snitches. Anyway, um, again, in another missed moment for moral education, <laughs> I put on my big eyes. And I've never been a very um, tall or robust person. (laughs) I've always been on the slightly shrimpy side. And so I kind of like, I don't know, sort of shrink down in my dress a little bit. Oh, sure. You know, kind of get a little bit smaller and a little bit cuter. And I had my hair in two braids. Oh, of course you did. Of course (laughs) I did. And I'm like, what? I don't know what they're talking what? I don't know. I How could I push somebody over? I would never mm. do that. Yep. Because I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to miss story time for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally, I, I have the clearest thought, memory of thinking, I'm not missing story time to get scolded, whatever. <laughs> and I get dismissed because it couldn't have been me. Oh, shit. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, yeah. I I will not say, you know, I will come on the side of, yeah, often female criminals get lighter sentences. Yeah. Wow. Not that they I'm not saying that they deserve lighter sentences. I'm just saying that's yeah. usually how it happens because I should have yeah. been missing out on a month's worth of story time like the other boys did, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you about the most important item that was in my school tote bag. Okay. When I was in elementary school. And yes, it was a tote bag. Tell me if you had the same thing because backpacks were for camping. (laughs) It was like the, 
You're the, right. I had the, a pink tote bag. Yeah. It was a canvas type material yeah. bag that like and now if you, you had see... too many books in it, it would be fucking heavy and bite into your shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we had because backpack. What? Why would you need a backpack? You weren't Except going camping. I do remember, like, yeah, junior senior year, the Jansport backpack started to really okay. come into style. Yes, by high school, yeah. but in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the most important thing in that school tote bag, no, it was not the Maybelline kissing potion bubble gum roll on lip gloss. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Do you remember that? God damn it, Jennifer. (laughs) (sighs) It was, are you ready for this? It was a copy of For Sure How to Be a Valley Girl Totally by Mary Corey and Victoria Westermark. And if you need a copy, I found one on Amazon for a bargain at $2,973.94. Oh, my God. But you can find it around $30 elsewhere if you're interested. You grew up in fucking Ohio. (laughs) Unless you're talking about the Ohio Valley. (laughs) How to be an Ohio Valley girl. (laughs) This book, this was the rage. This this swept the country. We should do a deep dive on Valley Girl. And you know what? I've never heard of it. I have one of my friends is an authentic original valley girl she lived in the valley at the t- and she was a teenager at the time of this i right. will, we oh will do God. a deep dive with her and i'm sure you will love the whole she'll just totally nerd out with you the two of you on the whole psychology of oh, what yeah. was and going the on and everything and the pack mentality oh yeah, yes. yeah 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 the two of you will just love it oh my gosh um, So this book, it was published January 1st, 1982. And Kate, you're going to love this. (laughs) Published at the end of that same year, December 1982. How to deprogram your valley girl. How to teach a val gal to talk again, even on topics other than boys, cars, eating, and clothes. Did valley girls talk about cars? That's I'm kind of like what they talk huh? about cars. Uh, maybe the maybe authentic Valley Girls did. Maybe, but I was in elementary weird. school, so cars was the you know that was the furthest thing from yeah my mind at that point. Um, but this was really interesting. This appears to have been the very first published book by the now famous Dr. Lillian Glass. She oh, is okay. an expert in communication skills. <laughs> she seems to, that seems to be the broad category of her whole branding. Interesting. She has, she has books. She does seminars. She, I'm pretty sure she's got podcasts. Probably. Um, she's got to be pretty video up series. There, up yeah. there though now. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she has a whole book series on toxic people. And that's Whoa. only, yeah, this is only a piece of what she does. Wow. I'll include a link um, that I'll give you the link and you can either post okay. it, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. with the episode. I'll put it on the NTS whenever there I get around to updating it. Um, <laughs> and here's the cool thing. Yes, you can still buy a copy 
of her book, How to Deprogram Your Valley Girl, right from her own website for only $12.95. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So we, the the DMG, we make no endorsements of anything she says because we've not read or heard a single word of this book. So you're on your own. But... She obviously has a strong enough fan base to keep doing what she's doing. Yeah. She's, she's got to be on to something there. Well, and um, interestingly, because I have worked in publishing, you know, in the old days, yeah, it, publishing is not like it is now where you finish a manuscript and you're like, oh, I feel like putting out a book today. And you just like hit, click publish on the Amazon. Right. But, you know, it took a while to get to market. You know, it was mm-hmm. an 18 to 24 month process. So, right. you know, this Valley Girl book that came out on January 1st, somebody must have been talking about it and passing the like the proofs and the galley copies around. And somebody right. must have been like, shit, we got to like figure the deprogramming out right. fast. And like, yeah, you know, they got, because within a year to get the opposite book out, that's, right. you know. Yeah, that's- this was already in motion yeah. before 1982. <clears throat> this was sweeping the country. Okay. I was already talking like a valley girl before this book, before the January book was published. <laughs> I was already talking like that. So it had already become, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the vocabulary yeah. I'm looking for better. It, it had it, already spread across the culture. It had become entrenched and embedded yeah. in the in the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but wow. I mean, I know that like I slip into kind of a Valley girl thing sometimes. <laughs> Do I, you? I, I know that about myself just because I get very excited and I get squeaky and I use a <laughs> lot of likes and ums and oh my gods. I, I get that. Yeah. But yeah, usually it's like, oh my God, have you seen this new way for cleaning up after a murder scene? <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure I don't talk about clothes, boys, makeup, or cars. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it was, um, I totally lost my train of thought again. Damn it. Well, that was in your, that was in your backpack or your, your yes. book bag. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was the most, and of course, anybody who's listened to us talking more about you know, my, my home life, they're like, really? You had that book? No, I borrowed it from a friend who was, who had permission from her mom to get the book Uh huh. and I never returned it. <laughs> and you never let it actually peep out of your book bag. So your mom would see it. <laughs> exactly. I, it, yeah. it was hidden in the back, read it on the school bus kind of well yeah. I, I will say I also had a book that I carried with me in <gasps> elementary oh. and early early junior high because again things were bad and mm-hmm. I was struggling to find a way to deal with it and okay you know the mature advice of oh you know just be the bigger person and, and walk away and turn the other cheek I'm like bitch it doesn't work like that right not in the real world yeah yeah and I found a little princess by Francis Hodgson Burnett. And oh. it's about a girl who is kind of weird and out of place, but she's she starts out very rich at an English boarding school. And then um, her father dies and she loses all her money, but she ends up owing all this money to the school where she's been boarding. And okay. so they turn her into a servant. And <gasps> so now she's a servant in the school where she used to be a princess. Oh, wow. And it's the story of how she copes with that 
good and bad. And, you know, it has some very unfortunate colonial, Indian colonial references and all that stuff. But that aside, the psychology of, you know, it's unusual because it doesn't just show her suffering angelically in silence. Like she gets angry. She kicks things. She, she loses her temper. Sometimes she's capable of great kindness. Sometimes she's capable of sort of putting herself mentally elsewhere, but like it's a, it's a surprisingly real and relatable kind of, story of reacting and surviving and wow and um you know uh, eventually because it's a children's book it turns out pretty decently for her like she gets to have the last laugh and that's always a feel good and you know what when you grow up you get to have the last laugh too so I'm all for that but you know again that was the book I carried for a long time because I would have to reach into it and sometimes be like okay this is a moment where you just hold your tongue and remember you have a better future ahead of you than they probably will or you know or you know it's okay to be mad right now it's okay no matter what else anyone else is telling you to like just you know let it go. It's not a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. It's okay to make it a big deal in your own mind because you have your feelings. So yeah, that was my book. It's fascinating to me how as kids, your, your, the book that you carried was one that gave you something to relate to Mm -hmm. a, a coping kind of like coaching you through some moments of okay this is how this book character reacts and responds in these situations and let me model after that yeah my whole approach to the you know the same kind of situation of being bullied and ostracized mine was a desperation to overcome what I was being vil- uh, crucified for mm-hmm. to not stick out, to be cool, to blend, to be part yeah. of it. I was like, okay, what can I change to fit in? Well, and that's also interesting because when I hear you say that, <clears throat> I think back to myself and I'm like, well, I, I never, you know, you had a whole other set of like, you know, dominoes stacked against you, but, you know, in one way, if you could change your behavior, you could fit in and blend in physically. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Whereas even if I wore the latest clothes or listened to the latest music or was a valley girl, I would never look like a valley girl. Right. And so I, you know, I had nowhere to turn to, there was no blending. Right. (laughs) There wasn't even any contouring. Right. And honestly, I didn't have that either because as you said, the dominoes stacked against me were my mother. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to dress like the other kids. Yeah. I, she wouldn't buy me those clothes. Yeah. She wouldn't buy me the 
the black and white saddle shoes. Do you remember those oh. when they made a big comeback in the 80s? Yeah. And how about the um, the uh, boat shoes? Oh, oh yeah. You, no, you know what was the hottest thing I remember really, really wanting? Remember the Eastland? They were like brown shoes. Like, um, I'll find a picture of them and send them to you. But yeah. yeah. And jellies. Like, oh, I wanted jellies so bad. And my I mother wanted... refused. Yeah. She's like, no, the, yeah, there's no support. Yes. Oh my God. What? The the support. Fuck? I'm eight years old. I don't need a podiatrist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no support in those shoes. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Oh my God. But those black patent leather Mary Jane church yep. shoes that I was forced to cram my toes into had mm -hmm. support? Please. Okay. Yeah. So Hang Sorry. on, I'm about to. Wow, we've really gone off. On this. You know what? <laughs> this has we turned into a, a therapy session. <laughs> we need a school supply. Uh, we need a school supply shopping spree to. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I copied and pasted into the um, script the oh shoe okay the that became the like the thing. Yes, and I was not allowed to have that because. You couldn't tie it. It was going to come untied. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to have that shoe. And yeah. I remember the brand. Eastland was the, the brand. brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I and... look at it and I'm like, God, Connecticut called and wants it. <laughs> I have a pair of these in a canvas in like a gray. They probably are really fucking comfortable, but yeah. They are. Yeah. They have memory foam insole and they're... They wouldn't yeah. have had that in 1988, right. okay? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, my God. So, yeah. What that, an episode. It has been an episode, baby. Yeah. And you know what? After this whole walk down memory lane, I am just... With all of the stickers and everything and the trapper keeper, I'm just like sitting on cloud nine. I'm sitting on a <laughs> Lisa Frank cloud right now. Fenrir is beside me and he's trying to understand why anyone would make a skunk scented scratch and sniff sticker. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, he's so adorable. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. I found it wasn't a trapper keeper, but I okay. did have this bad boy unicorn. Oh, in my, uh, it, yes, Kim. <laughs> I had that as a, not a trapper keeper. It was the a off brand folder. trapper keeper. Oh, I, yes, that looks so familiar. Do you remember the horse? Yes. The horse trapper keeper. Yes. Like, the here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Trapper keeper, we love you. It was great. But so also, yeah. um, clay tablets had <laughs> you down like 5,000, you know, you lasted yeah. what, all of 20 years? <laughs> if that. If that. And uh, yeah, uh, clay tablets. Yeah. We're talking a good... Uh, 3,000 yeah. years. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhoosie. I cannot wait for the comments we get from Kim while she's listening and editing this. Oh, my God. She's going to be like, you guys. You guys. <laughs> you need therapy. Did I mention that? Yeah. She's going to be. I can't oh, wait. So, this is going to be great. Yes. 
this is this has been fun this and has I, been I, it turned into a much better yeah. episode than i thought it would be so. you're welcome <laughs> oh yeah right so um we did mention fenrir yeah um and i uh next week is a little bit up in the air which is probably a good thing because I, yeah. I don't feel like committing to anything just yet <laughs> and so in the meantime we have yeah. more shit on offer uh so Subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals, on Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals, on Facebook at Drunk Mythology Gals, or on the web at drunkmythologygals.com, where I am so behind again on the not to scale posts sharing all of these graphics. Our episode blog post since March. It's okay. I, oh, okay. All right. But I feel bad because these we've had some really awesome graphics that we've had in our notes the past several episodes, and I feel bad. It's it'll it'll catch up. Don't worry. We'll it will get there. Yes. So uh, we have a lot of stuff, uh, including a new giant episode that just dropped on Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, that includes my little field trip to the Getty, and it gets a sticker, baby. Oh, yeah. It's a sticker episode. So, yeah, it's patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know what she's talking about with the sticker, we have episodes over on Patreon that run so long. We're like, okay, if you made it to the end of this, let us know when we're going to send you a thank you of some sort. And it's usually these collectible stickers, and it's kind of become a thing now you can get a <laughs> sticker book baby that's right <laughs> oh my god we gotta look up we gotta make a sticker sniff. book we have to look and see if we can do scratch and sniff. <laughs> no, minds just went in two separate directions okay Shit. so anyway yeah send us an email and tell us if you want either scratch or sniff stickers or if you want sticker books or both and that email address is gals at drunkenmythologygals.com it'll take us about you know a week or two to check the email but <laughs> we'll get there eventually so special <laughs> thanks to sound effects kim for putting the top spin on our sound and thanks again to all of you for joining us please subscribe leave a rating or review and tell your friends and family about us especially if like they're like, oh my God, did you see what he wrote on my tabula? Like, I got to raza that shit before my mom sees it. <laughs> Finally, always remember, if the gods can behave badly, so can you.